Hello and welcome to a special pre-recorded version of Side Dish, um, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Wazempa. And I'm Brady Steffel. All right, we are pre-recording this for next week because I uh, am involved in helping process ballots for the election and press Brady to get out of his comfort zone and record on a Friday instead. So I was thinking about this, like we should maybe just record on Fridays at like four, get out of uh, like a cider or something and just loosey goosey. <laughs> It's, that's actually not a bad idea. Well, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't yeah. really be, or Saturday, or Saturday at noon, whatever is socially acceptable to drink. Exactly. You know, that's not a bad idea either. We could do that. There's no we reason. We have our Saturday I the, specials. I think the reason why we started originally is because we go to a studio. There's nothing stopping us from doing it on a Sunday afternoon. No, we something. could do whatever we want. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. just do whatever you want. And actually, so it's not can, a bad idea. That would probably help with my work schedule too. We could do. Uh, yeah, Isn't this like great? A, let's let's look at our calendar. We can do a calendar invite as we're recording this right now and talk to the people about how we're doing our calendar and that sort of thing. You want to talk to? <laughs> I'm joking. Like, uh, yeah, I'm joking. Like we're yeah. setting up a calendar. Oh, you know what, Brady? Don't you love that when you're in a meeting? <laughs> everybody's like, oh, oh, "Should God. we check our calendars now?" Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh my God, everybody, yeah, no. everybody's scrolling. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I just sit at home and write. I've got yeah, very few actual exactly. meetings. Just tell me when you want it, and I'll tell you yeah. if I can or not come. Just exactly. record it. You know, just record the thing, and I'll just listen. Oh man, yeah. All so right. anyway, welcome everybody for a side dish. We're we're going to talk about probably a few things. We're going to have a special guest today, and um, but uh, I don't know a few things I wanted to mention right off the bat. Brady, is we got a couple of uh, emails that came mm-hmm. into the wonderful side dish account. Mm-hmm. So I need to pull those up. So I need you to stall for me real quick and say oh, something okay. really witty and smart. So Oh, well, here's the thing. Uh, I was, <laughs> uh, my brother's wife said that um, you're an idiot. She didn't actually say that. She's really sweet. She said, but the Boba place on Francis Street is not actually open. I never said it was open. Well, she thought that you said it was open. I don't know. I think I never said it was open. Pazempa, look, don't no. backpedal now. Right? I, there's no to, backpedaling. I didn't don't say try it to was walk open. This. Don't try to walk this back. Okay. Wait, I, just poor, picture, I picture the poor guy sitting there outside the, poor, the door, like trying to get in. The poor woman went over there and wanted a boba and it wasn't open and she blamed you. Okay. She said, this is your fault. Not even open. No. Oh, no, they're no. not open. So no, not uh, open, but yeah, but it actually, there was activity there last night. Like they still have paper over the windows, yeah. but it looked like I, they were working on inside. I so just drove up there just now and I'll tell you, it's cold. I can, I can vouch oh, for that. Man. Holy yeah. cow. Too old and grouse for the and But I went outside this... in my sweatshirt and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. What the heck? Because I drove my truck, which I got yeah. new tires on. Hot Woo-hoo! diggity. Yeah. yeah. 187,000 miles. And I'm throwing tires on this thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? Uh, but yeah. So, you know, it's cold. It's going to get really cold. I hope that helps the fires. By the way, the fires are real bad. There's a new one out now. Uh, yeah. Like the, out. Yeah. It's a troublesome fire and. Yeah, the uh, East Troublesome Fire yeah. uh, blew up apparently to like 100,000 acres yes, uh, yes. in no time flat. At some point, was moving at 6,000 acres an hour. Yeah. And the uh, thing that's and, really problematic is like today, so we're recording this on Friday. It's really cold. And then tomorrow, it's supposed to be warmer again and windy. Mm-hmm. And then we're supposed to get colder weather. But it's like, oh, we don't need wind. 
No, we don't need no. wind. So real cold, uh, like lows seven uh, or something, nine degrees, yeah. depending. Yeah. Which I don't need in October. I'll tell you that right no. now. Free Absolutely. of charge. Yeah. All right. So let's get to these emails here real quick. So yep. Joe Flex, our favorite friend. Cool. Um, said he wanted to thank us for our response. Additionally, he was listening to the podcast and he was... Um, he noticed that there is a meme out there that says, is a hot dog a sandwich? There's actually a question out there. And mm. there's a meme associated with it on Twitter. And he said he's giving us the credit for that. They, however, mm. did not, which is really sad. <laughs> and then, like your sources, you jerks. <laughs> I know. It's sad. It had to come from us, right? And then on a recent run, I was passing Long's Peak Pub, and there was a car parked on the street with a side dish sticker that brought a smile to his face. I really? mean, really warmth. Yeah, And, you know, warmth and a glow of love is really what a side dish sticker does for everybody and should be. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so the that, candle. It's a candle in the dark. It is. It's just you awesome. Know? It's a, it's it's a, a beacon of, of light. It's a beacon of light for everybody. Source so, of joy for so yeah, many. Yeah, exactly. Hey, but it looks like we have our guest in from the museum. And um, we were supposed to have Kim, but Kim Manajay, who was our first guest of all time ever on side dish and she has decided she's too embarrassed to be on with us anymore so she told us that she couldn't be here but but we have is it ann correct and ann um can you give us your full name too because i and also your title over at the museum for our listeners sure my name is ann Macca. i am the curator of education at the longmont museum and i'm also the day of the dead uh program coordinator Fantastic. And that's really the reason why we want to have you on is you can talk to us about Dios de los Muertos or Day of the Dead. So I'm trying to use my Spanish. I don't really bang on. know much Spanish, bang on. but yeah, I know. Um, but if you could um, enlighten us on like, what's going on at the museum. And Kim, to be serious, Kim was, Kim was saying that you're the expert in this air, arena. And so as far as the exhibits and things. Yes, going I, the I'm museum, sure. I'm sure it's just, oh, no. Uh, yeah, exactly. We've got Anne yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. But um, because Kim, unfortunately, like she's been on before, so she knows what we do here. You know, not serious okay. journalism. So, which is not much, yeah. Let's yeah. Be so, Anne, if you could tell us what the museum's up to, um, considering the fact we're getting close to Halloween. <laughs> Halloween, eh? Um, well, Halloween, well, Day of the Dead, yeah, All Saints Day, yeah. yeah. Lump All that Saints, in there. All Souls. Yeah. Well, we actually have a lot going on. Um, we this is our twentieth anniversary celebrating Day of the Dead with the community. Um, and it started 20 years ago, just as a small program. I think about 30 people came and they built altars and there was music and food. Um, and then the next year the date landed well. So they decided let's do it again. And then year after year, they just kept doing it. Um, I inherited this project in 2013, so I'm not the originator, Ah. uh, but am fortunate to have inherited such a strong community project. Um, and as so now at this point, every year we do an exhibition, a Day of the Dead exhibition, where we invite community members to come in and build an altar. We also feature a local artist every year. Um, and this year, our artist is named Tony Ortega. He's an artist from Denver. And we have illustrations from three books that he produced with another artist named George Rivera. And the two of them uh, wrote these books together. Tony illustrated them. So we have a series of all of these illustrations and all of the book um, text on the gallery walls on one side. And then the other side of the exhibition is all altars built by community members. Um, 
And then of course, because it's our 20th, we decided to commission a mural. Uh, We collaborated with Longmont's Art and Public Places program to commission a new mural by Tony. And it is uh, downtown on the, in the breezeway between 4th and 5th Avenue on the west side. So it's a big six foot by 20 foot brand new mural from Tony Ortega. It was painted here at the museum with community members. (laughs) And um, much of the imagery in that mural is actually from photographs from events here at the museum over the past 20 years. And so 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 since we're on, we're on listenership here. So fourth and fifth, is this West side, East side? I'm sorry. I'm trying to just, we're trying to give a picture for everybody here. So if, if you, your folks are familiar with Longmont, um, we have breezeways that go from Main Street to the alleys. Mm-hmm. This would be the breezeway on the west side between okay. 4th and 5th Avenue. Nice. I think yeah. she said west, Eric, in the first, the first I time. I didn't hear it, so I'm just right. clarifying. Right. So yeah, yeah. We have listeners from around Europe, too, so they're just trying to figure out where this is. So. <laughs> well, Somebody's, hopefully they can uh, we have, get here eventually and see it in person. That's right. We have basically five people who try to tune in and go, what the heck is this? They're probably thinking it's some sort of Americanized version of, of side dish and cooking, but it's not, yeah. so unfortunately, yeah. um, for them. But um, no, and it sounds really cool, and you know, I wanted to kind of walk myself back. Obviously, Day of the Dead is not Halloween, so I don't want anybody to put me on blast here about that. Um, the holiday officially starts in early October, is that correct? And then the... Um, well, let me stop you there. Yeah, so, please do. And I shouldn't say holidays. People, yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think that um, Day of the Dead is, is how Mexican people celebrate Halloween, and it's not. No, no, no. Day no. of the Dead is... And really a very ancient sort of pre-Columbian tradition um, that comes from the Aztec culture, where within that culture, they would spend a whole month celebrating and honoring and remembering their deceased loved ones um, and community members. And they would do that in the summer. So when the Spanish uh, colonizers showed up in Mexico and Central America, they brought with them Catholic religion and traditions. and um, one of one of the things the Catholic Church used to do was go into different parts of the world and try to convert people by aligning their traditions with Catholic traditions. So they sort of felt like this Aztec celebration was in line with All Saints and All Souls Day, which is November 1st and 2nd. So in Mexico, All Saints and All Souls Day is celebrated as Dia de los Muertos, um, Mexico and Guatemala, traditionally. Um, and... I would say over the past maybe 10 or 15 years, that holiday has become, you know, very recognized around the world. And we see it a lot in pop culture now with movies like Coco and even, gosh, was it five years ago that the last 007 came out? Do you guys remember? It wasn't the very last one before. Well, that movie opened up with a giant parade in Mexico City and they had this helicopter battle during the day of the dead celebration. She's she's really into the, the 007 movies. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being pedestrian here. I'd probably go back to Sean Connery, but yeah. Who uh, who doesn't love Danny Craig though? Anyway, so we see it a lot more in pop culture these days and it's becoming more and more widely recognized and celebrated, not just in the U S but certainly around the world. So when you say, and when you say alter, um, so I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to Alejandro over at Summit Tacos, who was, who's kind of educating me about this um, celebration, if you will. 
and recognition of the dead. And um, so an altar would be an offerendum. Is that correct? Or is ofrenda. it okay? offerenda? So, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And ofrenda yeah. is an altar ofrenda, yeah. or offering. Yeah. Um, and certainly day of the dead is celebrated in different ways throughout Mexico and Guatemala. But yeah. one of the pieces that you see everywhere is an altar. Okay. Is, is a structure that you build in your home um, with different levels. And then you put items on that structure to remember and recognize and welcome back your loved ones. The belief is that your loved ones are actually returning to visit you on these days. Um, so you, you put out their favorite foods. You put out pictures of your loved ones. Um, you put out like toiletries that they would have used, like perfume and soap. Mm -hmm. And so that when they get to your house after their long journey, they can refresh themselves, have a snack, clean up, um, be ready to visit. Uh, but then there's other things that you see on altars that are pretty universal as well, including um, skulls. Sugar skulls are a yep. really big emblem of Day yep. of the Dead. And that comes from that Aztec tradition. So back in the days of the Aztecs, they would actually keep skulls and they would put the human skull on the altar to remember their loved one and to honor them. So that's kind of where the sugar skull comes from. And I think one of the reasons a lot of people get confused about Day of the Dead is that you see skeletons and skulls. Um, in both holidays, but in Halloween, skulls and skeletons and ghosts and spirits are bad. They're, right. you know, you're trying to scare them away by dressing up. And, and this, when I, I, I studied Spanish for a long time, right? And one of the things that I was growing up is that, you know, it's, oh, Halloween's all spooky, scary. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to Dia de los Muertos and it's more of this we're celebrating and we we're happy to go to the graveyard and hang out and we're happy to do these things and to go and find our ancestors. We're not afraid of death. We're not mm -hmm. afraid of like the body and whatever. And I think some of the Aztec cultures, but correct me if I'm wrong, would keep like more than just the skull and they would, they would like, I've heard of, you know, like, but more of the, the upper echelons would have more of the, the entire, but they would just go to those and keep that. And that would be part of the celebration and the ritual and, experiencing that and then that getting married with the other cultures. So it's, it's actually really interesting because you see throughout Central America and South America, many indigenous traditions that met Catholicism and they have these aspects of skulls and skeletons in their traditions. Um, in Mexico, you wouldn't necessarily keep the whole skeleton, but you would find other parts of Central America where they do keep the whole skeleton. And actually, even if you go back into, um, you know, art history and religious history around Europe, you find there are actually a lot of sort of crypts where you keep the whole body. Yeah. It's preserved and it's not buried. Like you can go into a room and see all of these preserved bodies of, of people. Um, and to our eyes today, it looks creepy and scary, but when they were doing it, it was so that you could go back and honor and remember and reflect. And so it's very similar with day of the dead. But again, that difference between Halloween and day of the dead is, scare them away versus welcome them back right? You know, and party and enjoy them and, and remember them and love them. Right. I, and that was a big surprise to me in like ninth grade Spanish class. <laughs> Just like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, isn't everybody supposed to be mortified of death and ghosts are always bad. And um, so it's, it's, right. it's a very interesting and cool thing to think back and go like, you don't have to look back at the people who've passed and have moved out of your life with, like extensive sorrow for the rest of your life. You can, you can have a celebration that's just meant to celebrate the joy that they had in your exactly. life. And the, yeah. 
Okay. So I, now that I've, and Anne, one, one question I have for you, since I've ter- to- thoroughly embarrassed myself with the lack of knowledge of this, um, because I keep embarrassing myself about this, I thought it was one particular night, though, or day at the end, like culminates in November 1st or something like that. Am I incorrect again? Yes. You okay. are. So, so traditionally I, on October... I'm going to challenge you on that, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, so the belief is that on October 31st, the gates of the afterworld reopen. Mm-hmm. So in lots of parts of Mexico, they actually have parties in the cemetery the evening of October 31st. Okay. They would go to the cemetery early in the day and clean all the graves. Yeah. And then build sort of like a mini altar on the grave. And there would be musicians wandering around, lots of candles, food celebration in the cemetery and then um people leave trails of marigold petals that go from the cemetery to their homes so it's sort of like a pathway for the spirit to follow Mm -hmm. back to the house um and then uh on so all saints and all souls day during day of the dead there are two different days where you expect to see different members of your family um, and because this is not my cultural tradition, I can't tell you exactly which happens no, on no, which No, 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 understood, yeah. But both November 1st and 2nd are, okay. are part of the holiday. Okay, awesome. Um, so what, what is the museum doing then specifically like towards the latter part of like October, November? Are you, you know, are there, are there things that you can do that the public can be involved in like early, early on or towards the end of the holiday, if you will? Um, what would you encourage people to do? So we, every year we start our exhibition in early October. Um, we open up at the beginning of the month. Um, and then throughout the month, schools visit, people visit, all kinds of folks come to see the exhibit. And then usually we have a giant festival um, and we, we don't always hit November 1st and 2nd. We aim for whatever Saturday is closest to November 1st. Oh yeah, 1st and totally 2nd, makes sense. So that yeah. We can have a public yeah. festival. Of course, now we're in the middle of COVID, so that's not possible this year. So we have done a number of live performances on Facebook, live streamed events with Longmont Public Media from our auditorium. Um, and we did that because we, we figured we can't really do like a four hour festival online and expect people to actually watch the whole thing. So we've broken up the performances that we usually have over a number of different dates. Um, the final performance will be Sunday, November 1st, which is actually Day of the Dead, which is great. Yeah. Um, and people can tune into that either uh, through Facebook or Longmont Public Media or Channel 8, um, or I think even LDDA is going to live stream it on their site. So we do have that festival. We also have... Um, made these kits, these day of the dead celebration kits. And we're passing those out to the community for free. We made 500. We've already passed out, I would say almost 400. Wow. So we have a hundred left. And if anybody wants to get one, they can come to the museum on Saturday morning at nine or the Longmont public library at 10 and grab a kit. Um, We passed out 50 of those today and they were gone in less than 20 minutes. So if anybody is really desperate to get a Day of the Dead kit, they should show up a little bit early and get in line. That's my suggestion. Pitch your, pitch your tent, right? Yeah. The night before. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just like it's gonna be cold. Time. Bring your yes. sleeping bags. Yeah, it's like vote early. Holy yeah. cow. Wow. That's amazing. So um, yeah. we've been really lucky to have a lot of partners. Usually we have other organizations participate in the festival. They usually have a booth and they do a craft activity or something. Yeah. Um, so this year we asked all of our uh, partners to make crafts that we could put craft kits really that we could put into our day of the dead bags and hand those out to the community for free. Um, 
So that's been really nice. And we've gone, we partnered up with the youth center and we've gone to all of their food distribution sites this week and their grocery distribution sites. Wild Plum passed out a bunch of kits for us. So we've had a number of different partners in the community help us to pass these out. And the very last of them are available today and tomorrow. We also this year redeveloped our website, our Day of the Dead website. We have a kind of a partner collaborative website. And every week we've been rolling out new information on that website, new pages. Um, so one page is all about the history um, of Day of the Dead, where it comes from, why it's there. Um, the next week we did, so there was history. Oh, the next week was all about ofrendas and altars, how to build them, and what's the sim- symbolism and significance of all the items on the altar. Then we did uh, arts and crafts related to Day of the Dead, a week of that content. Um, then different regional celebrations, how, how it's celebrated differently in different places in Mexico. And then next Monday will be our final rollout. That will be all recipes and food that's, you know, related to Day of the Dead. That's uh, fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's really cool. Go to the website anytime. It's a great so can you, can you tell us the website real quickly? We, we, We'll need to we'll need, we need to move on, um, but uh, but we really appreciate you and being and here and joining us and and really um, to be honest, really uh, helping me um, educate me about this because obviously my knowledge was really poor. What mm-hmm. I thought was true, you really corrected me, so I appreciate that very much, and um, it's awesome. So, um, and I hate to cut you out, but we. We, we are in a little bit of a time crunch today. So if you could uh, let us know what the website is and we can direct people there on their show notes too as well. So we have an English page and a Spanish page. The English page is longmontdayofthedead.com and the Spanish page is longmontdiadelosmuertos.com. You can link from either one of those pages to the other one if you can't find it. But And also from the museum's website, from LDDA's website, from the firehouse's website. Um, but directly, it's longmontdayofthedead.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Anne, so much for joining us today. And again, thank you so much for the knowledge and thanks for all you're doing and, and certainly during the pandemic and still continuing on the Day of the Dead um, celebration. It's awesome. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me, you guys. It was fun Absolutely. Thanks, Have a good one. Take care. Bye. All right, Brady. Well, I totally demonstrated my lack of knowledge and my naivete about that. So that was right. fun. Yeah. You want to know something wild? Um, so I grew up Catholic, right? In the north, right? Minnesota. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. So either I was Lutheran hanging out. Or, either Lutheran or Catholic. That's yeah. what you get, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, everything else was, that was really exotic. It, literally anything other than Catholic or Protestant. Uh, so I grew up Catholic, and I was with a friend who is uh, from Hawaii, um, and her sister was with us, and she married somebody from uh the south central america or something like that or the the islands i can't remember and she's there and she's going talking about her husband and they're talking about all these ghost stories and these haunted houses and stuff and these areas where they live and and she's like oh you know how it is with the catholics and i'm like what (laughs) what because the catholics that i know are like the most stoic like you know stone-faced we're all just very like very serious you go to church you know you don't say anything you're very quiet and then it's it's funny because the, this Catholicism went through the world and really blended in with the different um, the different cultures, as you can see with the Day of the Dead stuff. Because where we're at, it's a bunch of like Germans, 
you know, in Scandinavians and stuff. Oh, yeah. We're just stoic yeah. by nature. And then you yeah. have these people very festive um, celebrating things. It's very, very different. So uh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's interesting to see, like, just about, well, and, and how Longmont's evolved. I mean, it's just so cool about some of the things that we have now that we didn't have years ago. Yeah. yeah no, and, it's, um, it's pretty neat. You know, in accommodation to the museum for actually carrying it out uh, during these times, it's really got to be difficult. And gosh, this enormous success. I mean, 500 kits and you're almost done. I mean, yeah. you know, by the time this broadcast airs, I mean, they are going to be out. So I, I um, love that idea of like this, this takeaway thing, because I think that there's a lot of cultural stuff you could do for kids that you can take to your home and learn, do and play and and. You know, it's it's like a pre-built thing. It's great for parents, great for kids. Yeah. I think that that kind of thing is super neat. I hope that that kind of stuff uh, holds on after the fact. Yeah. Once this I all totally goes. agree. Um, let's see. We had another email that I wanted to mention, too, before we wrap things up. Um, I don't know if you have any other buzz going on. I got but, Okay, so. Go ahead. Uh, infrastructure stuff. Uh, I got a question about the uh, bicycle path moving. Well, you know, like, give, no, no, people, no, give, give the people what they want. You're talking about like fiber movement today in this week in fiber movement, but go ahead. Fiber, like, 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 like eating bran flakes. No. Or like <laughs> talking about like wire fiber. Fiber movement. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. Infrastructure <laughs> stuff. Um, so we had a question about the bicycle path between, uh, I think Longmont and, uh, in Boulder for, uh, oh, yeah, the Lobo trail. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Well, there's the Lobo trail and then they want to do, uh, uh, 119 bicycle and pedestrian yeah, yeah, yeah. activity thing. Yeah. And I got a question about when that's actually going to start. And I don't think uh build out is going to start until, uh, early 2021 and it's going to take 18 to 24 months to complete. So I had a question directly about that. Yeah. So it hasn't started. That's when it's going to start uh, to answer that. Because um, everybody loves a good infrastructure question. Well, and I remember with Phil, the one thing that we had Phil Greenwald on about that that path, if you remember, the thing that I thought was so intriguing is they were thinking about putting it in the middle of the diagonal, mm-hmm. which is really pretty cool. Love I think it's idea. neat, but I'm, I'm torn about that because th- it gets pretty loud. 119 get, can be, you know, so you'd be far away from traffic. Yeah. But there's no, I hopefully they plant trees or something to give you a little bit of, you know, yeah. but it would be better because you're taking your life into your own hands if you're biking on 119. It's nuts. Yeah. The shoulder for a while, then it's a train yeah. line, then it's not, oh, then there's no shoulder. And then, and I, yeah. I've done it two or three times and I'm over it. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> and then, and then. Any other infrastructure updates? Uh, plumbing? Uh, what do we got? Plumbing? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Let's so got this thing here on <laughs> while you're looking. While you're looking, I will give you another email here. We received uh, one from John, and he said the uh, South South Johnson's Corner Coffee Bar and Beer Joint in the '60s and early '70s. And then he asked if we know of any coffee shops outside of Saint Petersburg or Moscow in Russia. Never been, so really can't speak to that. But um, yeah, I can give other suggestions for coffee shops that maybe in other countries. But I don't uh, really have any. I'm not really uh, familiar with the uh, coffee scene in Moscow. I'm going to say that's a wildly specific question that are you know, <laughs> woefully underqualified to answer. <laughs> well, and I don't know how Johnson's Corners ties into that question, but hey, you know, whatever. I don't know. Uh, I did have... Okay, so there's a cute thing going on. There's a Halloween costume parade going on uh, on Friday, October 30th. So I know a lot of people are going to go trick-or-treating. There's probably yep. some that are not. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, it's actually... Oh, so it's a short link. HTTP. It's bit.ly slash libkids. L-I-B kids, library kids. 
So that's that's neat. So check that out. Um, and the one thing I would say to our listeners too, as far as Halloween, the one thing people are struggling with is probably like the candy thing, and like how am I going to distribute candy if I do have trick or treaters? So the one thing we're planning to do is we're going to do bags of. <laughs> Sandy's in the background. He's yeah, exactly. My, my oh, lovely wife, Sandy, has actually brought out a demonstration here, but basically just, you know, pre-packaging them and putting them on the steps so kids can get them and they just replenish. And so I gotta already, say that's, they're that's up. the cutest. So he's holding up like the cutest. It's like a little cellophane bag full of more candy than any kid should get at one house. It's got a little ribbon on it. You didn't curl the ribbon with a scissor or anything. No, I, but I did not do this. So we can fault Sandy for not curling the ribbon, which is really bad. But no, really cute. I think that's a good way to go. Uh, if you have to decide exactly what we'll do, I I usually love seeing all the kids in their outfits and stuff. I do. Uh, Yeah. And for me, I'd really like to see trick or treaters. So I really hope that they, we do have some visitors and they, um, but anyway, I just want to reassure people that there's a way to do it creatively without, you know, worrying about like digging in the big bucket of candy and that sort of thing. Right. I, there's a big part of me that wants to get a, like a really high quality plague doctor outfit and rock that and actually answer the door, you know, and just scare the absolute. Oh, you're mean. Yeah. You're mean. I did. Yeah. (laughs) All righty. So should we close this one out? Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's, let, let, right, get, awesome. let's just go home. Oh, I, I was going to say, let's. I want to have a little, just a little tiny discussion about. We, we, have, we don't really push people to do the whole find us on Spotify and, and Stitcher, like leave leave the reviews and add the stars and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Joke. But yeah. like, do, do, does that actually help us? If we it does. Do it does help okay. us. So people, yeah, people want to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us because it helps with the search opportunity and people can find us. Not that we need more people from Portugal finding us. No, no, you know, no problems with people from Portugal. Why do you hate the Portuguese? I don't hate, I hate Portuguese, Portuguese whatsoever. I knew you were going to take that that way. But it's like, you know, we just we just want to kind of drill drill down to the audience probably that's a little bit more local. I we'll disappoint our Portuguese listeners who turn in and go, interesting. You know, there was nothing about Lisbon on here today. Really yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So I went on actually and did it on, on Stitcher today. Finally, uh, I've been meaning to for like 100 years and put all of your things. So everybody else can do it. It's actually pretty simple. Go to Stitcher, to Spotify, wherever the heck. Leave a review, I guess. Exactly. It helps. I don't really understand all it this. It does. Stuff. So as always, thanks to Andy Epler for our music and our intro music. And of course, you can find us on all the wonderful podcast platforms. Uh, this is Float Away by David Cutter Music. And a uh, nice little relaxing tune to, uh, for your music of the week. Thanks, Brady, as always. Pleasure. Dankeschön. Mine of four.